0: hey guys i want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts one that stephanie and i have even guested on called love to see it it's a smart and progressive snarky but affectionate dissection of reality dating shows and what they say about all of us culture writers emma gray and claire fallon recap shows like the bachelor the bachelorette and beyond and also guys they break down every episode in obsessive detail and they unpack all the weird messages pop culture sends to us about love sex and dating Listen to Love to See It wherever you get your podcasts. She said it because of his wet blanket
1: energy. <laughs> Unhitched. That's actually Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I am Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you're here. So come join
0: us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Okay, guys, now let's creep. I can't sing it because there is just too much to dive into. I'm in serious mode. We have to have a lot of serious discussions and dissections. I didn't do my vocal warm-ups because I just needed to like race here and take my notes and talk to you.
1: Obviously, we have to talk about the elephant in the room, and that is Chris Harrison's podcast, Jackie did you listen
0: yes I did listen to both episodes so if you guys um haven't listened to it yet there's two parts one is just Chris Harrison talking by himself about um his whole situation post leaving the show and then the second episode is him with Lauren Zima kind of continuing to talk about it but it is a bit of more of an interview back and forth style and I listened to both back to back um what were your thoughts Stephanie
1: I, I think overall, I was kind of, I don't even want to say disappointed because as you guys know, we predicted that this wasn't going to be very juicy. I did not have high hopes. Throw back to what I said when we initially covered this news. This is going to be LaCroix. Like, it's not going to be juicy, but it's going to no. taste fine. Like, you're going to want to take a sip, sure, but you're not going to, yeah. like, chug it. I kept waiting for something. I, I, I felt like it was a very long run-on sentence that never led to anything of significance like okay great and what's the point point? and he never got to it uh, i know people pointed out like the dramatic pauses and you know it was very lengthy very kind of difficult to get through it was nice to hear his voice again i feel like he has a very classic memorable hollywood voice so hearing him talk was nice but besides that i was kind of like well what is the point of all of this and where are we where are we going here well i think the point of all of it was
0: Chris Harrison wants to come back. Like, he wants to work again. He even said at one point in the podcast that he has plans to do some things uh, later on this year. And I think he just knew that if he wants to work again in Hollywood in any capacity, like, he can't not address this. And that this, to me, was his way of, like, quote-unquote addressing it so that he could potentially work again. But I don't think he really said anything. I was, like, waiting. Like, I don't disagree that this was probably a very difficult, dark time for him, but I was kind of, like, waiting for him to kind of discuss about, like, and then I actually, like, took some time and really reflected and, like, tried to learn something and really, like, it was just kind of like a, this was a really bad time for me, this was really bad, this was really hard, dot, 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 and I know it was probably a really difficult time for him, but I- it's just like, I don't know, I changed my tune very much between the first episode and the second episode because I think, well, I personally just like really miss Lauren Zima. That's really what I concluded from this whole podcast was like, ugh, oh, I miss Roses and Rosé. Like Lauren Zima really was so funny and I really enjoyed her. And I think she brought more of a softness to it. But the first episode was really just like Chris Harrison being like, this was a horrible time for me. Feel bad for me. And it's kind of hard to feel bad I don't like I don't he makes it set like yes he lost his job and I know that's devastating but like dude you weren't like out on the streets you like you got a 10 million dollar payout you were there spending time with your kids going to your kids lacrosse games like it's not it doesn't have the same weight as someone who like legitimately loses their job and then like can't pay their mortgage and then like is wondering how they're going to eat the next day like Chris Harrison that wasn't really the case I'm not, not undermining how upsetting this and hard this probably was for him but like it was kind of hard to like get on board I feel like with what he was trying to say but because I feel like he was kind of not really saying anything but he just knows he has to do this if he ever wants to work again that's yeah, kind I of what agree. it felt like to me
1: I think the biggest issue too is he apologized an, an endless amount of times But he never specified what he was even apologizing for. And even like referencing the interview with Rachel Lindsay, he just calls it the interview. And it's like, if you're Mm going to own up to it, why not just say it? Why not just call out what you did? Explain why you know you're wrong? And I'm sure a lot more people would have come on board. But it seemed, I kind of was reading this in the comments of various uh, message boards, but like, it seems like this podcast is targeted towards the people that were going to be his fans no matter what. Like the people that want him back on the show. They, they forgive him. They don't think, you know, they're ready to welcome Chris back. So he didn't need to go into detail because those people are going to support him anyway. Because now there are still people in comment section saying like, Chris, like you did nothing wrong. That's ridiculous. And it's like, well, no, he admits that he does something wrong. But the fact that he hasn't really specified anything kind of is belittling what he actually did in a way. Like, don't say sorry and then don't say what you're sorry for. We're just all supposed to assume.
0: No, I totally agree. I think a big problem people had with, like, his first apology on Good Morning America was it felt, like, kind of robotic and not very sincere. And this one going forward, it it felt a little bit more sincere. But it only Mm. feels sincere because it feels like I think he thinks he has to be in order to move forward. I would love to have known what he, like, did to learn from this or, like, any time he spent thinking about anything. It was just so vague. And it's, like, the if whole you're going to this opportunity vague. to get on a podcast and, like, really, if you really want to, like, talk about it and move on, then, then like, talk about it. I don't know. I it, I it didn't give me enough.
1: It didn't give me enough either. It was very much LaCroix, as we predicted. So just for, if you haven't listened, he, he kind of goes into, really, the darkness that he felt post-show. He says he lost 20 mm-hmm. pounds. He didn't eat or sleep. He really felt, um... ABC wasn't allowing him, like, basically encouraged him not to talk. It's not just that he was silent. He was silenced. Were you silent or were you silenced? Like, they were telling him, we don't want you to say anything. Like, you're only going to make things worse. He kind of felt like there was so much noise going on that if he spoke out more than what he already did, it was just going to make things worse. So he got into this, like, deep depression where I think he did, like, people reached out to him and said, like, how can I help? And he's like, just stay quiet. Like, he didn't want mm-hmm. people defending him he just wanted to kind of like let this pass but every single day it was never going away at that time so something i think the biggest biggest takeaway and i want to know if you noticed this is that i think he dissed nick vial in this in this uh two-parter thing
0: which is weird because i thought they were like friends but i the thing is i guess i only think of that through nick's perspective and of course nick's gonna act like they're friends but yeah maybe they're not as much
1: well, as he I think every single thing he said was was very vague. There were no details. The only time mm-hmm. he actually spoke details is when he said that he had a very coveted job and that a lot of people were gunning for his job, and he always knew that. I'm going to play two separate clips here.
2: I was sitting at a party, and um, I won't out the Bachelorette, but one of the Bachelorettes walked in, and I was sitting there on the couch, and she sat next to me, and she was talking to one of the the, the director at the time, and said you know, I should, I should come back and host the next Bachelorette. And I was sitting there and I said, you know, I'm right here. She's like, no, 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 no. I would just, you know, I would just host the Bachelorette. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's my job. That's what I do too. Uh, I do both those shows and that's how I pay my mortgage. That's that's my job. And it was funny because she didn't even see it as a job.
1: I love Chris Harrison referencing that, like, if he didn't have that job, he wouldn't be able to pay his mortgage, like you said right. before. It's like, like a, I think you're fine a, either way,
2: Chris. He was asking for my job and asking me to be unemployed in front of me. And every year, I, I, I laughingly would always say, I am creating 25 to 30 people who want to host my show. It's a really, and it's unlike any other show, you know, it's, they, you don't run into this on survivor and, and, and dancing with the stars and American idol or amazing race, you know, maybe they want to be influencers. Maybe they want to be, but our show is very particular in that way about creating influencers and creating people who go on to want to do TV. And I mean, so many of them end up moving to LA and have those aspirations, which is great. Totally. I, I have nothing against that. Um, But it's funny, I always just knew from day one. I am every year, it gets worse and worse for me because I'm creating more and more influencers and more and more people who just want my job. And so there was that element too. The people that used the situation for their benefit, for their podcast, for their book tour, for a media tour, it helped them with their 15 minutes of fame. The people that did that, I'm not mad at. And I'm definitely not shocked by their behavior. It's the people you would expect. Um, You know, I always say hope for the best from people. Eh, Just don't expect it because by nature, we're selfish. And I don't mean that in a completely negative connotation, but people are selfish. You're looking out for yourself. And honestly, if I'd been in the same situation, would I have had my agent call? I knew about it. I knew about certain cast members that were calling in. It was hilarious. And the funny thing is the people that were calling in, I knew had no chance to get the job. Um, but people were, you know, there was blood in the water. And in Hollywood, it's a tough, tough gig.
1: I want you to pay attention to, there was blood in the water. So that was in episode one. The, and we could we could dissect that in a second. But then in episode mm-hmm. two, he specifically references, references Nick. And also uses the phrase blood in the water. Which is, to me, confirming that that whole selfish,
2: rant was about nick Mm -hmm. and you know nick vial was another one who nick wasn't really uh strongly against me or or said anything but you know i think nick was one of those among many who probably saw the the blood in the water and and saw the opportunity of a job that would be really phenomenal and no doubt he wanted that job and but we saw each other at wells and sarah's wedding and and gave each other big hugs
1: so yeah like it's like I know people wanted my job. I'm not mad at them. However, it's pretty selfish. And also, what do you, you can't expect the best from people. It sounds like you are pretty mad about people going after your job. Right, no, like literally why I mention it, it doesn't
0: really seem, honestly, like, it almost seems like another thing to blame other than. Himself for the situation because he's like, oh, well, I had this coveted job. People were always looking for ways to like get me out and take mm. my job and stuff. And it's like, it's just like another thing to deflect from the issue at, ha- at hand and taking any accountability for like his part in the whole situation, right? Like he's putting the blame then on so- on other people being like, yeah, I've always had this coveted job. Even from the very beginning, people have always been trying to get me out of there and finding a reason to get me out. And it's like, well, Chris, what if... What if- What if, maybe, the reason why you were out is because of your actions and the things that you said and the things that you didn't say then, following it. It's just kind of like... It's a lot of placing blame on a million other things other than Mm. himself.
1: I agree, because he also references the pandemic a lot and references the stress that we all felt from the pandemic. And again, it's like, you didn't leave the franchise because of the pandemic, though. It also feels really tone-deaf to me to... Once again, talk,
0: like, I don't know what his experience was during the pandemic, but I can guess it was probably way more comfortable and positive compared to, like, a lot of other people in the world. Like, you know, him and Lauren Zima are quarantining in his huge mansion with huge outdoor space. Like, what about the people who were quarantining in, in tiny apartments with, like, six other family members? Or people who had to, like, go out to work every single day and expose themselves? Like, there's just so many other things that were more difficult for people during that time than, like, Chris Harrison, you sitting in your house.
1: No, I agree with that. And also, just going back to when he mentions the, like, he actually calls out alumni like Nick Vial. There was also a point where he references a lot of alumni who were supportive and who he, like, thinks really highly of. Mm-hmm. He names a bunch of people. I found it really weird he didn't mention Caitlin. And I feel like Caitlin taking the role of, Based on kind of like what he was saying about, you know, selfish, gunning for your job. It Like, mm-hmm. I don't blame them. I would do the same thing, but you got to kind of expect the worst in people. I think he wasn't happy that Caitlyn did it because he and Caitlyn were actually friends. And I think if you're going to go and name literally 15 alumni and you don't name someone that was one of your close friends, I think that's that's telling.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he was pretty upset by that, but I don't think he really has like... Right to be like, you know, no, I know not at all. An
1: opportunity, of course, she's gonna take it, yeah. But, like, can we please try to piece together like those comments about being selfish and stuff is about Nick because he says the blood in the water once, then he says it again, both tied to Nick's name. So, he's saying Mm. though, I knew people were like having their agent call who didn't stand a chance in hell. It was hilarious to him because, like, I don't think Nick didn't have a chance in hell. Like, I actually think Nick would have been like a contender totally. I remember when we originally covered it as a creep, like when the news came out that Nick said he kind of threw his hat in the ring, I was like, I would have done the same thing. Go for it. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, 100%. But he seemed, he seems like really bitter that, that they didn't just like start from scratch and pull a host, like a random actor.
0: Yeah, well then he also goes on to mention too, like, oh, well, I don't watch the show, but I'm watching the ratings and you know, they're down by 50, 60%. It's a, it, a lot of it reeks of bitterness and a lot of I'm sure he would have loved if it was like a situation where they they ask him to leave the show he leaves and then they like can't find anyone to replace him or whatever like you know what I mean that then Mm -hmm. like validates him in his position but the fact that like they were able to find people to do it I'm sure that makes him mad and then also going back to the um like always looking at the ratings it's just and and then mentioning it on this podcast it just it seemed yeah it's a lot of spitefulness yeah Yeah, like yeah, yeah yeah
1: I don't know we first of all the ratings are what the ratings are. I don't even fucking know if anything's in relevant to Chris or not. But, like, the mm-hmm. ratings are out there. You don't need to point out that they're down. So, to say it kind of just makes you look really like, mm, well, I'm no longer on the show, so the ratings are down. Like, there are things that don't need to be said. We know that, that they're down. Let people draw their yeah. own conclusions, whether that has anything to do with you or... Aren't the ratings... Based on television, and no one watches TV anymore, and it's all streaming?
0: Yes, I think there are s- several reasons that someone could point to as to why the ratings are down. Chris Harrison not being there could be one of them. The fact that streaming is so popular could be one of them. The fact that I think the pandemic seasons in general of The Bachelor
1: really just like were bad. <laughs> and so Wait, that put like so a bad taste in people's mouths coming final- back. Those were his final seasons, though. I think the pandemic seasons were the worst of all of them. And those were his final seasons. And he said, when I left, it was the number one show on television. Like, no, it wasn't. Why are you saying that? That's just made up. I don't have the facts
0: in front of me, but I find it so hard to believe that Matt James' James' season of The Bachelor was the best show on
1: television. Yeah. Totally. I think it's, someone pointed out, too. So he, he references that he thinks out of everyone, like, Wells was... Probably the best guy Mm -hmm. for the gig. He doesn't mention Jesse Palmer, which also seems a little bit bitter. Like, the guy who, like, now has the role. Mm -hmm. It's odd not to reference him. I agree that I think Wells would have been great. But, like, I think Jesse's doing a really good job because you know how I feel. I think this job needs to be a non-distracting person that can kind of be forgotten about and i think jesse does a really good job at telling (laughs) that line no i do i mean he's good looking but he's not trying to steal the show like i think caitlin and taisha were too much but i think it's weird why he's not um he didn't reference like you know you're gonna say that you thought wells should have gotten the job but you don't say jesse when jesse is the one that got it i don't know because he probably hates the fact that jesse has it because i think jesse is actually like a replacement enough to make you forget it, that Chris was here. I think. Like, I think if mm-hmm. Wells was the host, it would always be like, "Oh, Wells is the Chris replacement." Jesse, when Jesse's hosting, I forget that Chris was even around. And like, I thought Chris was a fucking phenomenal host, but like, yeah, I forget he's around when Je- when Jesse's there because he's so good at like filling the void of like the.
0: He's so good at just being there and bringing nothing
1: to the role. Yes, Queen, bring us nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you had thoughts from um, episode two. Yeah, well, because, so, I mean,
0: you know, as you guys can maybe tell based on all the things that I've said thus far, episode one, I wasn't really having it. Episode two is him and Lauren Zima, and I do think I changed my tune a little bit after listening to episode two, but then upon reflection, I'm like, is that because of chris harrison or no what is different about these two episodes oh it's lauren zima i really freaking missed her and i loved roses and rose and i'm i'm sad that that's no longer a thing that she's doing but i just think lauren was so much better at like softening the situation and kind of like bringing things back down in perspective because she was the one who was always like you know like yes this was a really difficult time for us but like it's not the hardest thing I've ever dealt with in my life. Like when family members have passed, there have been other tragedies. She also points out the fact that, you know, Chris, it was the silver linings were that you were able to be home more and you were able to see your kids. And like, I don't know, she just brought like, a, after so much like negativity and so much like spitefulness from just Chris Harrison talking, I I don't know. I just feel like Lauren Zima softened it and kind of genuinely made Chris. Chris Harrison then more sympathetic and more the whole situation more like, well, but it really was just Lauren Zima coming in being Lauren Zima. And I'm I'm sad I miss her.
1: Can we also talk about how he makes mention that like ABC or someone leaked the fact that he left Clarentia's season to go drop his son off at college? And like again, kind of leaving out a lot of details, so it was super vague, but it kind of sounded like he was implying that when that came out it was like the first step in trying to like get him off the show because when chris left the show to go move his son into college he then had to quarantine and then he had to miss part of that season and they used jojo as a replacement do you remember when she came on the show yeah yeah yeah. so it's like what was the point in bringing that up though it kind of felt like he was alluding to the fact that abc was kind of gunning for him for a while also like you're on TV. They're your employers. Did How did it have to get leaked? Didn't your boss see that you weren't there? I'm confused. How does this work? <laughs> like, you're not at the rose well, ceremony. What do you mean? Like, like what did he want? To leave, drop his son off at college, come back, not quarantine, go against those rules, and had it not been leaked? Like, maybe. I think that's what he was... like, yeah, Right? Like, what's the alternative, Chris? Like, everyone had to quarantine at that time. Well, I don't know. Is he complaining that...
0: It was given because it's like someone could have just like called a news outlet and been like, Hey, guess what's happening? Blah blah blah. Is that what he's complaining about? Or, or, yeah, is he complaining about the fact that because it what people knew about it, then he had to quarantine as opposed to I guess maybe he was planning to
1: not and just come back, right back? I don't know. Well, because remember those quarantine seasons though, they did their best best to make sure we knew that they were taking it seriously and I always wonder like how much was for show and how much they were actually taking things seriously but like the first 20 minutes of Claire's season we watched everyone get their fucking noses swabbed I'm like we get it guys we get it you're 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 taking it seriously Uh, yeah but I wonder like I think that was Chris's first taste of like relinquishing control. Someone else got to step in and be the Chris for an episode or two, and I think he didn't like that. Mm -hmm. And then so shortly after was Matt's season, and then all this happened. And I don't think one has anything to do with the other, but I think it was really weird for him to bring it up as if they went hand-in-hand in in some way.
0: So, yeah, I mean, overall, will you be tuning in to episode three of Chris Harrison's (laughs) podcast?
1: Okay, overall, I think I will at least play it on my phone to hear how it goes now that we've kind of like I don't know aired things out if you can even call it that because I don't think we did but like now I want like he said it's going to be a relationship podcast and he couldn't start a relationship podcast without addressing these major things so now that according to him he's done that how does the third episode start like are people going to hey call guys, in? It's Chris
0: Harrison. here's my relationship episode you'll yeah and I think he'll have guests And I really think this was just him taking the step he thought was necessary so that he could work again.
1: And I don't blame him for wanting to work again. I mean, especially if you're in a creative role. I'm sure for the past two years, he's been dying to, like, do something again. And he's really good at his Mm -hmm. job. So we'll see what's to come. What I am curious about is, at the time of this recording, all of the reviews for the podcast on Apple are um, based on the trailer because Apple reviews are delayed. Like they don't uh, come up right away. I'm curious, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually I'm gonna check right now. I'm curious to see the reviews yeah, since, I haven't looked at them at since all. the episode has come out. First of all, he has right now at the time of the recording, he is a 4.7, which is what She's All Batch has. Yeah, like all the reviews are looking forward to it. Can't wait, the trailer was so great. It's very positive and it's very focused on the trailer because Apple is delayed mm-hmm. in in releasing the reviews. So, I'm sure in a am sure by the time this episode comes out, you'll be able to see what people are saying and I'm curious yeah. if they if they feel similar to us. Okay, so we are actually adding this on because this just in, we're recording and Nick Vial has responded to Chris Harrison's making his like low-key digs at him. And we have a clip. Uh, ba- basically, Nick found out while recording his podcast. His producers filled him in on what happened. It doesn't seem like Nick listened, but they told him what was said. So here is the clip of Nick reacting to what Chris said.
2: So he said I was gunning for his job.
1: Well, no, he said that you saw blood in the water of the situation oh. when he went down.
2: But he didn't list me as one of the people like who reached out.
3: Mm-mm. Really, mm-hmm. it's more of like a gratefulness of all these people reaching out and like how like people he's supported over the years then turned around and supported him and then he was like
1: nick
2: saw blood in the water i'm really disappointed i'm not mad i'm just disappointed
0: i love that he has to clarify that i'm not mad i'm just disappointed so that there's he's not like starting another chain of like nick vial has beef with chris harrison because you know that's what like all the headlines would say if he said he was
1: actually mad that's like what the headlines will be when I share this podcast, though, because I do think he's mad. Just like when Chris was saying, I'm not mad. I'm not surprised. But, you know, people are selfish and blah, blah. Like it's like, okay, well, if you're going to follow it up with that, you clearly are mad in some way. And I think yeah. Nick is probably mad. I'm sure he's disappointed. But what is he like a father grounding his like stepdaughter? Like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is. I, the way Nick was talking, And like, even just like the inflection in his voice that he was so surprised that Chris didn't call him out for reaching out makes me think that Nick actually did reach out.
1: I believe him. I do
0: believe Nick too,
1: yeah. Also, one more thing while we're adding this on, last minute, we said earlier in the podcast, like we were wondering how his episodes were going to rank on the charts, how people were going to respond. He has dipped down from a 4.7. He's now at a 4.5. I think the real reviews are settling in. It looks like, for the most part, people are enjoying it, but there are people that are pretty skeptical and have kind of similar views of like, I wish you weren't so vague, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Um, But Chris has, just before we dropped this episode, Chris took to his Instagram and shared a message with his fans, so this is what Chris said.
2: I was gonna try and not do this. I was gonna try and not talk to you until next week's show, but I can't help it because you guys have made the most dramatic podcast ever, one of the biggest launches in iHeart history. I woke up this morning, you guys have taken it to number one, or number one on the chart. And I'm speechless. (laughs) That's not easy to do. But I had to come on and say thank you. I am humbled. I am so grateful. I love you guys so damn much. And I also wanted to say I have not recorded Next Monday's show yet because it's all about you. It's about listening, taking your questions, going to take some phone calls, go over some of the crazy headlines from the week. So if you haven't, go to our Instagram page at the most dramatic pod ever. So you can leave your questions and comments, um, and listen to episodes one and two, if you haven't, so you can catch up and join us next week because we have a lot more to talk about.
0: The thing is
1: like, do we have a lot more to talk about? Hold up. I want to submit a question like from you and me. Okay. What do you want to ask? Well, don't you think? Like, I want to get on on the number one podcast in the world. I
0: think it's going to be a very short-lived number one podcast in the world. So I'm not what really like,
1: like literally enjoy it while it lasts because like I will never listen to this podcast again. No, we're going to listen next week because I want to see if we can submit a question and make it onto the podcast. What do you think he's going to say? Like the She's All Batch podcast asked me blah, 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 blah. I don't think he's going to like have us on if that's what you're thinking um hold on Jackie manifest anything
0: we can make anything happen yeah but like you think I think I took that as him being like he's gonna just be reading like like the same way Andy Cohen's always like uh Cheryl from Idaho said blah 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 I think that's what he's gonna be doing he'll be like, he'll be like what's another name from another state uh Susie Susie from Washington said blah 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 I don't think he's like I don't think if we submit a question, he'll be like, "Hey guys, she's all batch girls. Come on and tell me the way my first two episodes didn't live up to your expectations. <laughs>
1: tell me why it's Lacroix. I want to like. A I'm gonna bit tell more. you
0: why I didn't like this,
1: and you need to do better. Do better, yeah. Chris Harrison. Hashtag.
0: Oh shit,
1: move over, Jed. So I mean, I think I'm still interested to see what's to come because I I don't feel like the first two episodes have given me what's to come. So I will still be still be tuning in. So I will be informing you next week, I guess, Jackie, I guess. on what's happened. And I think he should have Nick Vial on as a guest. It seems like those two have some things to talk about. That would be some juice. That would be some pure
0: Tropicana pulp added
1: juice. Ooh, what's yes. more juicy,
0: with pulp or without pulp? I think with I pulp. I don't know.
1: Pulp is disgusting, though. Oh, I love a little pulp. It juice. You know what, Chris and Nick, we will welcome you to come on the She's All Batch podcast if you need an <laughs> outlet to hash it out. I think we're good mediators. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, moving on to the next creep. So last week there was talk about people don't know where Caitlin and Jason stand. Since then, they've like hosted Caitlin's podcast together. They're putting on a united front. Who knows? We don't know what goes on behind closed doors. However, a listener brought something to my attention and I just want to bring it up to you, Jackie, and see if you also think it's weird. So, Caitlin and Jason's dogs apparently got sprayed by a skunk. That's fucking awful. Aww. But apparently, it's like really, its it smells really bad in their house. They're trying to figure out how to get, like, the skunk smell away and everything. And yeah. Caitlin posted to her stories something about leaving the house temporarily. But she's leaving with a friend and told Jason to get an Airbnb. So, this is what she said.
3: Anyways, I'm
1: getting the heck out of that stank house. I'm going to a little staycation with Arielle, and I'm excited. I told Jason, I was like, go get an Airbnb. It's st-
3: I can get him whiffs of skunk, and I'm going to, I literally feel like I'm going to throw up. Okay, totally. Get out of the house.
1: That's disgusting. I don't yeah. blame you for yeah. wanting to leave, but the, per- the thoughts that sent it to me, she's like, is it not weird that, like, you wouldn't get, wouldn't your home base be with, your fiance not like go on a staycation with your friend and tell your fiance to get an Airbnb I think that's really weird okay so I
0: don't know I th- I mean to me this is just more evidence for what we've talked about a few times now that I I just think there's trouble in paradise with Caitlyn and Jason and this is just another example of that this to me actually is probably the most damning example but she's of not dumb all the other
1: things have been rumors she's not dumb and she didn't have to reveal that so, by her revealing right. it, like, she must, it must be such a nothing thing for them. They've acknowledged that they know that people are saying this about them, that that people think they're on the outs. Mm-hmm. So... Why would she then take to her stories and be like, oh, I'm going on a trip with my friend and I'm making Jason get an Airbnb? If it was something serious, like, it it would be stupid to kind of shine light on it. Just don't say anything. We wouldn't know.
0: Is it possible that it really just is as serendipitous as, you know, they're both, they're kicked out of their house. They need to find somewhere to be. And she's like, oh, this is a great opportunity to spend some time with my friend who I haven't seen in a while. Jason, you go do your own thing. I still think that's kind of weird, but I'm like trying to see from her perspective why that would be normal.
1: Okay, I think if it were me, and again, like maybe she's taking the opportunity to spend time with friends, sure. I would probably Mm -hmm. get an Airbnb with my husband or like get a hotel with my husband, and then if I want to like go out with my friend from there go out with my friend and sleep over if I wanted to have a sleepover, whatever it is. It's weird to say I'm going here and I'm telling Jason to get an Airbnb. But wait, I could actually now say on recording, because I said this to you off recording, but I want it on the record. Can I make a really wacky 2023 prediction? I'm not hoping it happens. I just feel like it could.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I can see Caitlin and Jason maybe not making it, not, you know, calling it quits. And I can see Nick and Natalie perhaps hitting some rough, rough waters. And I can see Caitlin and Nick getting together. I don't know why. I feel like that's like a crazy possibility.
0: Wait, didn't you say this in an episode? It was, I think it was a Patreon episode that we recorded in February, for February. So it's already on a record. Oh shit, okay. But, um, so it's not out yet. I remember yet. you telling me this. But okay. that's fine. We can tell them now. And then when they hear it in February, um, they'll be like, oh yeah, that's the thing they were talking about. I could not disagree with you more. <laughs> well, I can I can agree in that I do think Caitlyn and Jason are not going to make it down the altar, but I don't think that Caitlyn and Nick would ever get together. And if they did, I think it would be the most, like, toxic, horrible match.
1: Yeah, I know. But you know how people make 2023 predictions and they're, like, crazy and then by the end mm-hmm. of the year you're like, wow, I can't believe that happened. I'm going to be on, like... Yeah. I'm gonna be on Oprah and they're gonna be like, Stephanie, how did you know this? And I'll be like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. They're gonna call Oprah's gonna call you and be like, Are you the girl that predicted that Jason mm-hmm. and Caitlyn broke up and then Caitlyn got with Nick? We must speak She's to you. She's gonna be like, I and don't even have a talk Oprah. show
1: anymore, but we're
0: starting it back up. <laughs> but just we're to starting it up you. again. Yeah. I also think Nick and Natalie are endgame. I'm sorry. I think I don't see a situation where they're breaking up. Guys.
1: I don't think that at all. They, they live together. They've so lived what? together for years. They have a dog. So did Caitlin and Jason. Or so did Caitlin and Sean. Yeah, but why are you so anti-Nick and Natalie? Oh my God, I'm not. Also, I got another, I got a DM from someone that is a friend of mine. Hi, Lisa, if you're listening. And she listens to the podcast and she's like, she's like, oh, I, I my birthday was over the weekend. So she's like, in honor of your birth, birthday, I listened to the podcast and I have thoughts. And she like sent me thoughts and mm-hmm. what she thought, she, obviously it was all very nice. But she said, "She said, I will say, I think you guys hate Nick." And I'm like, "Wait, don't hate Nick. I really don't. I just, I just have thoughts about him. I really don't hate him, and I really don't wish that he and Natalie yeah. don't make it down the aisle. But I think they're no. Really I make think it you hate him.
0: Natalie. Kind I, kind of. I, like, I could not you...
1: care less about Natalie. Truly, truly, I really couldn't care less. Yeah, I, but I think. I think they're 20 years apart. And but then I think why do you
0: think they're not going to get together? Yeah. I don't know, Because Can a girl have a feeling? you hate a hater on the age difference. Yeah, you can have a feeling. More than a feeling. Okay, are we finishing this? Yeah, or? okay.
1: I was just ending with a little serenade for you. Okay, well, I don't hate Nick. Moving on. <laughs> Interesting, you did not say I do not hate Nick. Oh, God! <laughs> I don't hate <laughs> I didn't think it mattered. I don't hate either of them. Moving on.
0: All right guys, so it is a new year, it is a new you, and um, if you guys are looking for ways to hit several different New Year's resolutions with just one little change, then you guys have to check out HelloFresh because it's a great way to not only eat healthy, but also save money. So if those two things are on your shortlist for New Year's resolutions, then check them out. Those are both on my shortlist personally. So you guys will just like love how fast, easy, and affordable it is to whip up literally restaurant quality meals right in your own kitchen, which is the best part because I am like no chef
1: but I've been learning so much with HelloFresh. No, I really love this whole concept, especially since literally earlier today I took my two-year-old to the supermarket and I could not focus on anything that I wanted to buy because he's screaming in my ear, singing songs, and I'm like, I literally said to him, and he doesn't even really like understand, but I'm like, can you just like stop for a minute because I I need to think about the groceries that I needed to buy, (laughs) and I love that HelloFresh sends the groceries to your house so that you do not have to even think. You know how much we love not thinking and it's a great way to get better at cooking and try new recipes because I don't know about you guys, but when I do make an effort to cook at home, I'm always making the same three dishes and it gets old really quickly. But HelloFresh's latest line of meals features robust flavors and filling portions and they're ready in less than 15 minutes. So hello, convenient, delicious. So you'll get to try all different kinds of recipes with HelloFresh. They have so many to choose from, like their falafel power bowls, their seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, ooh, or Southwest pork and bean burritos step it up in the kitchen and show off that you are like the top chef with (laughs) HelloFresh.
0: Exactly. Also too, like I can't think of anyone who's not trying to save time in their daily life. Everyone is busy. Everyone has stuff to do. So the fact that you don't have to go to the grocery store, that's like a whole couple hours out of your day right there. And the recipes literally take less than 15 minutes to make and so you can get dinner on the table quickly after a long day. Like I truly don't know anyone who's like you know what? I actually want to spend more time doing chores. That would really <laughs> no, make my life better. never heard of that. So definitely you have to go check it out. Go to hellofresh.com slash she's all batch 21 and you can use code she's all batch 21 at checkout for 21 free meals plus free shipping which 21 is 21 free like meals you guys
1: just for listening to she's all batch like you are welcome. Hellofresh.com slash she's all batch 21 and enjoy 21 free meals on me and Jackie like you are welcome I know that's like low-key a lot
0: HelloFresh America's number one meal kit
1: woo <laughs> all right so we're gonna kick off bachelor encounters you guys know that's when you submit your stories of meeting bachelor nation in the wild we read about it on air and you know what it's a good time it is
0: such an amazing, fun, good time. It's actually the That's best time. That's your line,
1: Jackie. You kind of were leaving me hanging there.
0: I know. Sorry. Someone was messaging okay. me. My coworker. Ugh,
1: I'm your coworker. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, So are. this one is about Peter Krause. This person writes, my husband, daughter, and I were in Madison, Wisconsin one weekend back in October. We were going to breakfast at this cute diner, but there was a 30-minute wait, and I was a hangry person. We walked around the area and saw Peter Krause Fitness. My husband pointed it out and said, Hun Bun, that's Peter Krause Fitness. <laughs> he knows I'm a psycho fan. Hun Bun. Bun. What a he name. He knows I'm a psycho fan and knows he's one of my faves. He said, let's walk over. I was excited, but at the same time thought there's no way he would be there. The garage door for for his fitness center was open and was right next to a vet clinic where a bench was and my husband quickly walked over and sat on it. I was so nervous because Peter was there, teaching a class and very into it. I looked and lurked around, acting like I was there for the vet clinic or just some random tourist because I was so embarrassed and didn't want him to think I was watching him, which I was. I tried so hard to be cool and we listened to him teach a class for about 10 minutes. I was so awkward but in shock at the same time. We got the text that our table was ready. Oh, I totally forgot they were waiting for the diner. Uh, We got the text that the table was ready, so we walked (laughs) away. At the restaurant, I texted all of my bachelor friends about the story and how hot he was. As we were leaving and driving by his gym, he was standing right outside, and my husband stopped the car and said, Hun Bun, this is your chance. Run out there and get a picture and introduce yourself. I got so nervous and felt so dumb, I couldn't do it. I at least got to see him in his element and still believe he should be the next bachelor." Hun Bun, that's such a great one. Aw,
0: Hun Bun. It's so funny because it's like, the fact that she put it in twice in the encounter means like that really is truly a name that your husband calls you all the time, which is cute.
1: (laughs) And I need to ask, are you putting in these quotes because I said I like the quotes or do people just gen, like, do they send stories like this? Do people write stories like this?
0: Yeah, I guess. But I think sometimes it makes it more clear as opposed to saying my husband called me hanban and then said blah, blah, blah. As opposed, uh, mm-hmm. Then you put it in quotes <laughs> and you're like, hanban, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Because then we know exactly like what he said versus
1: explaining that he right. said something. So. True. I can't believe there was a 30 minute wait at that diner. That's kind of crazy. What time was it? Well, breakfast, she said. She was hangry, but it looks like Peter kind of cured her of her hangriness. Maybe she had a Snickers while she watched Peter.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or like a, since it's a gym, a healthy protein
1: bar or something it doesn't look like she went in though she just sat on the bench and acted like she was going to the vet clinic i love i love how you just tried to blend in with your surroundings and just got an eye full of peter Krauss. Mm -hmm. i would probably do the same thing but i think next time you should he was outside hun bun you should have gotten out and just said and said hi i think so too he's your favorite and i'm sure he actually doesn't get that that often you know no. Well, like, where is this knows? gym? I know, but where does he live? Um, Madison, Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, I feel like he's, like, such a celebrity in the area. He should expect it. I don't know.
1: Oh, you were saying he doesn't get it a lot. Now you're saying he does get it a lot. Which is it? I think he doesn't get it a lot. Oh, okay. Because so it's it kind of random. Nice
0: like, I don't know. Change of
1: pace? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't see him being rude. No. I and, and, like, at the end of the day, he's a business owner, so he probably he wants, like, you should have been like, hey... Can I sign up for a class? Like, why don't you, next time, next oh, time you yeah. run into him, let's pretend that we're interested in signing up for a class because then he has to interact with you. So true. You know? Maybe join Trick the gym. into talking honestly. to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. New year, new you. If you don't want to work out, just sit there and eat protein bars because that's allowed. You yeah, know? exactly. Perfect. Okay. Uh, moving on, this person writes: I saw Juan Pablo once at the Rose Cafe in LA. We walked over, and he immediately stood up and asked if we wanted a photo. Obviously, we did. She, she wrote: Obviously a least favorite, but I ain't passing up the opportunity.
0: Okay, good. I'm glad you th- got a picture. I think it's funny that she
1: spots him, walks over, and he immediately assumes what she wants. I thought like, that
0: was funny too. I, you guys don't see a video of me right now, but I kind
1: of made a face because I was like, don't assume. Um, but cool. Like, I'm send me the photo. Like. Is it a good photo? (laughs) Glad you got the pick. Seriously. Okay. Next one. Not exactly a Bachelor encounter, but I wanted to submit one of my male friends to be on the show like six-ish years ago. I had a spin instructor who was in Bachelor casting, and I described my friend to her. My friend was 6'7", and she said he was too tall and wouldn't fit in the frame nicely, and said, like, basically gave her advice and said for me not to submit him. I thought it was really funny that he was literally too tall and, like, he wouldn't have made the cut. So I wrote back and I said, the frame, meaning, like, the TV screen? And she said, yeah, like, they'd have to zoom out to fit him mm. in. Interesting. Cause- yeah. But I, I
0: find it hard to believe that we haven't had someone in Bachelor Nation who's – tall like that
1: yeah like isn't that like on thomas's resume six seven is really tall wait how how tall did he keep telling everyone he was six six right so they made it work I for him he was six six he just made the cut though so maybe thomas <laughs> they is like can't go above six six they yeah. can't go above thomas okay well that makes sense right. that is
0: a funny thing to think about though that that's something that they have to yeah. consider yeah Especially if it's, like, a short bachelorette and then, like, they're so tall, they literally can't talk in the same yeah.
1: frame. Well, rem- remember, like, Rachel, Rekia and Clayton? Like, when they actually yeah. stood, when they would, like, make out in the water together, like, she literally was one-fourth of his size. I know. It, it is, is funny. Quite a sight to see. Okay, well, those are the Bachelor Encounters. If you have a story you want to submit, DM me at she's all batch, and me- we may read it next week. Who knows? If you are looking for more Bachelor Encounters... We have our bachelor encounter episode out right now on mm-hmm. Patreon and it is a full episode of tons of stories and it's a good time. It's, it's an even better a time than the segment because it's like a whole episode.
0: Yes, so that's and live I right now. And I will preface it with I we tried to save some good juicy ones for the Patreon so you have to go listen there. For ones that I think are like a little juicy, a little funny, just like s- ones that we thought it's were good particularly time. good we save
1: for the Patreon. Yeah. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. So that is live right now on Patreon.com She's All Batch. The link to that will be in the episode description if you want to check it out. Mm-hmm. Someone actually DM'd me and she's like, um, I'm pretty sure this Bachelor encounter I sent you a few weeks ago is being saved because I guess like she realized we weren't reading it and she's like, um, am I going to sign up for the Patreon to hear it? Yes. Am I mad about it? No. I'm like, Aww. hell yeah, girl. Good. You go sign up. All right. Thanks. Moving on. Jackie, can I tell you, I have been wearing this same crossover bra for the past, like, three days because I refuse to take it off. Like, the Honey Love crossover bra is my all-time favorite at-home bra. Even, like, when I'm out, I still wear it because I'm obsessed with it. It's honestly
0: so comfortable and I feel like I have just become so spoiled because I I work from home. So most of the day, like I'm in sweats and I'm in a sports bra almost literally all day every day. Um, I never have to actually put on. A real bra but on the off chance that I do now I hate it because I'm so used to always being so comfortable but now that I have the Honey Love crossover bra I like don't mind getting a little more dressed up and going out on the town because it's just as comfortable as an actual sports bra
1: also though but like I was really most impressed with how it still had a lift so you have like your comfy bras that you wear at mm-hmm. home it's like a little support but like you also you don't really necessarily want to be seen in public with it because it's not like the total support that maybe you I'm like a big boobed lady, so I I definitely need some support. This is a comfortable bra that actually lifts you. So you can wear it at home and be comfortable, but also go out to the mm-hmm. store and feel totally fine if you run into Joe Schmo from high school because he's not going to think that your boobs are all over the place because you have the amazing lift from Honey Love's crossover bra.
0: Yeah, it works with cute outfits too because I feel like nothing is less cute than wearing like a sports bra under an actual cute shirt and this is actually a cute bra yeah. that works
1: under And like gloves. they don't just have that. Honey Love has shapewear. They have amazing bras. They have tanks and leggings and you guys really just should go check out Honey Love because clearly we're big fans of them. Yeah,
0: it's such a great company and if you use code Batch, you will get 20% off of everything on their site. So go to honeylove.com and use code Batch for 20% off the savings today. Wow. Calling
1: all my honeys. Ladies, you deserve it. Okay, guys, we have Ashley Iconetti here. You know her from Crystal's this season. Bachelor in Paradise 2, Bachelor in Paradise 3, Winter Games, the I Don't Get It podcast, Almost Famous with Ben and Ashley. She's also the mother of Dawson Dimitri, Brady-Haben, <laughs> sister of Lauren Iconetti, wife of Jared Haven. Like, you have so many titles no thank well, you for thank coming you. On. this season of paradise
3: too also, oh yes to so you may seen have seen her
1: rekindling <laughs> her sex life on this season of paradise oh, gosh.
3: was it season <laughs> nine is it oh, eight or nine i've I no
1: lost track i think, I it, think it was eight yeah. well yeah. thank you for coming on this has been a long time coming and we're so
3: excited that you can take some time to chat with us. Well, you just let's, let's just let the audience know that I'm a shithead who literally missed the time by 40 minutes and then had to let you guys hang because the security guy is over setting up security at the house. So I am now officially an hour and 15 minutes late to start. And I feel like crap
1: head fashionably late. And if it's anyone That's we're going to wait for not it,
0: fashionable, it's you. No, it is fashionable because you're also wearing a beautiful Princess Jasmine sweatshirt, which is fashionable. <laughs> I think the audience needs to know that detail as well. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah. If you're um on, we have our video interviews on Patreon. So if you're watching on Patreon, you can see that Ashley is wearing a Jasmine sweatshirt. So <laughs> looks like gorgeous. And honestly, she so is So gorgeous and stained. The Ashley anyway, I want that. that we think you are is like who you really are. Like who you are on TV, I think is truly- who you are no
3: and they're like yeah a cluster like yeah <laughs> a, a train wreck and they're like no yeah,
1: she's just black. no we love it so okay. okay out of all of your tv gigs stints i guess in your opinion which
3: was the most real to you uh it's kind of like a loaded question because obviously like my feelings were most real on paradise paradise in general mm-hmm. um I feel like for me, thinking, I was a student, as far as like reality TV blinders, like it felt very real on Bachelor because, mm-hmm. like, you just thought it was 100% like what I'm living right now is 100% non edited life. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? But then, and then Paradise too. I was pretty, like, naive to it all. And I think I got in little trouble. I think the more you do it, the more like your blinders come off, and you're like, wow, I know what this is. I know what I need right now. That's when like you can, I don't know. That's when things go awry for you. It's actually best just to be pretty innocent to it all. But I guess like to answer your question, Bachelor in Paradise was most real because obviously, like, it was the start of my real relationship. Mm hmm
1: you once said that Paradise Season 3
3: felt like the TV show Unreal. Yeah. uh, Well, that's what I always say. (laughs) It's like, okay, first off, Unreal is ridiculous. Like, absolutely ridiculous. I say that I went to Paradise 1, my first season, um, being like, oh, no, Unreal is so unreal. And then I went Mm -hmm. to 3, and I was like, oh, no, Unreal's pretty real. It's certainly the biggest, like, exaggeration of it but yeah sure like you know like again like my blinders were off a little bit more I knew the predicaments that I was falling into were like not in my mind
1: well so do you think it was like unreal because like they had you come in after like Jared was started like just went on a date with Kayla like yeah so it felt very like you were being set up and you finally were like seeing that firsthand
3: yeah, I, w- I knew, like, every single move was, and I was so dumb. Like, the thing is, like, I said things in, co- and, like, what I thought were just talking to my friends. And I had to, like, realize that, like, there they weren't my friends. Just, like, on that set, they, like, can't act as my friends. Because I'd be like, you guys, I'm so worried about this happening. Like, tell <laughs> you, I'm i so worried that this will happen. And then, like, it all would happen. <laughs>
0: Did you see that happen, though, with other people on, like, the seasons prior? Or were you, like, I, how could you be three seasons in and, and like, naïve to it, I guess, is my question.
3: I think it just didn't happen to me. And mm-hmm. I just, I, you probably just don't know what's going, you probably just don't know the full extent of everything. Unless it's yeah. you.
1: Yeah, When you wrote that, that like, sense. 15-page letter front and back to Jared,
3: was that um pushed by producers? No, 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 I came up with that
1: nice I love it yeah. <laughs> I feel like
3: producers dream
1: <laughs> something that you've said I, I this is like my one question if I could talk to you this is the one question I have you've m- admitted before that producers didn't tell you to cry you you are no. an emotional person however you said there was maybe one time they said <laughs> ham, ham it up a little okay fine. I need to know what the time was that you hammed it up
3: you guys are going to be disappointed in it it was when no my t- it was when my sister left Paradise. Oh, okay. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. That's nice. That's sweet. Because I was like kind of over it. I was like, okay. When you were like, m- maybe he's you just should- just gonna
1: keep cheating on you. Yeah, that oh, that, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. That whole thing, yeah. Ah,
1: okay. I thought it was gonna be- how am I supposed to find another you? That oh, no, real. that
3: legitimately came out of my mouth. And that was like a very intense conversation. Actually, they aired so much of that conversation. We've never really gone back and watched it, though. But I remember Why? just like dragged on. Uh, we don't watch Pachelor in Paradise 3. But you just it, Do you fair. think it's, is it like still a sore subject? Or it's just like you don't want no, to? No, it just like would be like very sad to watch.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I want to ask about your sister. We've had her on. Honestly, one of my favorite interviews. I fucking love her. Like, I love
3: that interview. The clips that I saw
1: of it. It was hilarious. No, she is... And like, it's so funny. Cause I was like,
3: I'm like, you're one of my favorite people. And she's like, why? She's like, because you're like fucking amazing. <laughs> I know um, I tell her all the time. When We're <clears> recording. <throat> I don't get it. She'll be like this. this I don't get it is really lame. And it's like, whatever Lauren says, like, this I don't get it's lame. She comes up with the most amazing thing. And it's hilarious. No, she's gold. Were you just so
1: gold TV gold that they're like, all right, we want her to bring her sister, anything to make Ashley happy because we want Ashley on the show.
3: Like, how did your sister come on the show? Why was she there? Well, it certainly wasn't, a like, if I'm not going to come on, if my sister won't come on situation. It was, like, my sister, if you guys think that I'm, like, good TV, like, if you saw my sister, like, she really is no holds barred. Wait, we did, though. But, like, how did they, how did it come about? No, but, like, Like, what I mean mean is, like, I told producers that. I'd be, like, if you thought that I was good TV, wait until you see Lauren. And Lauren is, like, reckless. Like, she just is... (laughs) She's just, she's just totally unfiltered and she hates people.
0: (laughs) So you pitched it to them and they
3: were like, Oh, amazing. Cool. Bring her. Yeah. In hindsight, it seems like it was relatively easy. It wasn't like I begged and pleaded. I was just like, this is Lauren. She's really funny. Like, I just, I don't know. I actually remember like everything in my life, but I don't remember like how the process of getting her on. So I think was be there ever a conversation easy. about like
0: you guys doing some sort of spin off or getting your, like in the same way they did like the Ben and Lauren type thing. Cause that's what we had always speculated is like, Oh, maybe there was some
3: sort of that. I feel like Jared
1: told
0: us. It, didn't Jared say fine, that? Like, I yeah, thought, yeah. Yes.
3: Fine. Yes. Sure. I mean, it has been seven years, I, eight years, eight, almost seven and a half years. So I can say it, but yeah, like that was kind of why I was told to ham it up, um, during her departure Uh, departure, uh, was because like it's not going to make sense and like you guys possibly like getting a show or anything if you get like in our in our future talks it wasn't like it wasn't serious at all but it was kind of like if you guys want this to lead somewhere like we need to sort of like wrap up this storyline in a certain way Mm -hmm. but huh yeah yeah
2: but then she obviously hated
3: being on reality tv so (laughs) well wait so it would have been like a free form thing it would have, it like, legitimately, there was no real talks. But oh, it was I thrown assume around. yes. Okay. I assume yes. And y- yes, it was thrown around. I mean, w- that would have been so good. I, why didn't, I, I, I would have watched it. I agree. I thought it would have been quite well, good, too. It was, and- like, probably a season too early for the spinoffs. Because mm. it was Ben and Lauren who got the first spinoff, which was a year, like, later. And mm-hmm. then or I guess Haley and start that and Emily. H- Haley and Emily was a full year later. But Lauren and Ben, I guess they started filming that. I think that was like a bit after their finale though.
1: Speaking of Paradise, guys, we ask about um Paradise salary. You don't have to say it if you don't want to. However. We've heard about the range. We've heard about that. If someone is more desirable to production, we know that they
3: can um, negotiate more. Jared and I don't negotiate at all. We just say whatever you feel like giving us because we just are very, we're very appreciative. Wait, that was like an Evan um, Bass
1: answer. I feel like he said that he's like, why would I try to make money if I'm trying to find love? (laughs) Like, because why not? Here oh for my- the right
3: reasons. Yeah. Wait, yeah can I, you give yeah. a number or a range or you don't want? I to? don't think I'm allowed to give the number. Okay. It's very That's Googleable, a g- very Googleable. Okay. It's not like you're making lots of money on paradise. Right, right. But we don't know. We're just like grateful to be there. Okay. That's actually, I'm not Did surprised they- by that. But actually, kind of no, surprised no, because either. you're
1: such good TV that I feel like you could go to them and say, look, like when you showed up, in season three and you're like i'm back like i'm literally quoting all of your things because like (laughs) i truly remember like i'm like oh my god she's back this is the best like that they have to know that that's valuable so they would pay you more well if you're
3: being you're being business savvy um the money comes afterwards so it doesn't really matter what you're going to pay on the show and you are because you turn into like a successful influencer
1: to yes. think.
0: thank you um, um I kind of want to like pivot from this paradise to this current season of paradise obviously a lot of people were not so happy about you guys being there how was that for like you us. guys watching did you expect the the um conversation to be more positive seeing you or like like what was it like in house I Kennedy haven when it was airing mm-hmm. and then everyone's saying that they don't want to see you which is not how we felt we liked you
1: guys and we talked to ben about it too right at that time and he told
0: us yeah that he talked yeah to yeah you
3: too. um we were pretty sad but it wasn't like this long lingering sadness it was like 24 48 hours particularly that like one week where we had the dates because we were on like five episodes which we were told that we were going to be on like five episodes and we kept saying like nah there's no way like how mm. we were only there for three nights like how are you going to stretch that out we knew that we had like pretty good content like we were like oh it'll be Mm -hmm. funny if they show that it'll be funny if they show that we know that we filmed a lot but we were like if according to what we filmed in previous seasons we thought oh it won't really make air like most of this won't make air but what's crazy is that like pretty much everything made air and that was like and that's why I know that the audience was frustrated because they're like, okay, we're seeing too much of them. There's that one episode where we, if you could go to bachelor data and we had so yeah. much airtime, it was like, like double the, the amount of anybody yeah. that would double the amount. Yeah. So like, I totally understand why the audience was frustrated at that. Um, there's probably a part of the demographic that was interested. And that was probably like the, the, the people that have been watching for a very long time and yeah. the people that are married and have kids that was probably fun. But if you're single and you like, or you don't have kids, like that was probably like, what? I don't get it. You know? Uh, Yeah. I don't need to see this. For sure. Wasn't you guys or the content.
1: It was that like, it seems like ABC just why, why not incorporate the other couples too? Like why not make it more evened out? I think that was what people's issue was just that there wasn't as much variety in the episodes. It was, just one couple, whereas like whether it was, they said it when it was like Colton and Tia during Paradise, when it was like the Colton show and every single scene was about Colton and Tia. Like, are they getting together or not? People got sick of that. It would, it just seemed silly why they wouldn't know that and like foresee that people just want to
3: see a variety. I was you know? definitely down for the Colton and Tia show it was my favorite show.
1: Me, me too, <laughs> but I, I just know that like people complain when they were yeah. like, when it's too much of one thing. Yeah.
3: And I think it, they really, you. I think it's just like really them just like having a sweet spot for us. Like I think a lot yeah. of it has to just do with the fact that like we're friends with, I just think that they were like, oh, these are our friends. This is fun for us to watch. This could be fun for like the whole audience to watch. And I just think that like, we were all like a little bit off on that. What, what made, and that's totally fine. Like Jared and I weren't offended by that stuff at all. What we were, aff- and and that's why it wasn't like heartbreaking. Um, we were excited to watch it and we were particularly exciting, excited to see our date. What we but like, people weren't saying like, oh, I hate Ashley and Jared. I hate Ashley and Jared. It was, hey, producers, why did you do this to us? And so like, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that sad, you know? The only thing that we were particularly disappointed about was our date being like people were complaining about us getting airtime when I when we thought that like our date actually deserved the airtime because it was like really heartfelt and it was just like a really great moment I think for people who have been in long-term relationships to like kind of see that and be like oh wow like moments like this are really needed like moments that are beyond like the dinner Mm -hmm. in a movie type date, but like it kind of like gets you out of the comfort zone. Not yeah, like almost like out of a comfort zone again. Because you're like constantly in a comfort zone with your spouse. Mm -hmm. And then and then you go and you do something and you like have this conversation that you probably wouldn't have unless somebody started it for you and kept it going for you. Totally.
1: Do they um I'm not sure if you want to say this either, but do you pay, do they pay for, uh, the appearances like for you to come back? Do you get some type of stipend or anything? Yes. And again, we don't like, we'll just put yeah, it. We don't. Do okay. Um, so they like Becca and Thomas, they pay all couples to, to come back onto the show.
3: Yeah. Okay. It's like, you're dedicating a day or multiple days of your life to it. Right. So like, they're going to, it's it's a work day. She's all She's mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. You know there were nodules. Hey, Jared. Hi.
1: Oh, <laughs> do you remember us? You're making me reveal coffee. too many things.
0: This they're is what we do. Interview.
3: Look at Jared's face. He's re- they're very good interviewers. I didn't say what. Oh, we're keeping he that part tr- in the he podcast. Doesn't, he doesn't sure. trust me at all.
1: Well, here's the thing, but please tell him I'm saying to you, like, if you don't want to say anything, we're not pressuring you, but no, no, people no. do say that we get the tea. That's why you do. You do a good job. Yeah, you do. You ask the right Thank questions. You.
3: Yeah, you push. Um, where's
1: Dawson, though? We Thank want you. to make sure we get him on camera before
3: the end of the yeah. Interview. Oh, you do? Okay. Hold on. I, I think like, you can get him? Yes, please. Alyssa? <laughs> Alyssa? Can you come here, Dawson, if he's awake? I think and can funny. you show us his roles
1: he has the cutest roles oh he has
3: clothes he is on. a really cute baby oh,
1: i think he has clothes wait he was on awake on. right yeah okay <laughs> wake him up <laughs> got and this is only for patreon guys so more incentive to get it <laughs> oh yeah seriously hi, hi. dawson hi, hi. Baby. Like oh my god like truly the best looking he's so cute yeah he's I have a very good looking son so that's a lot coming from me I was just about to say he does kind of look like Charlie
0: he he reminds me of my son like the big blue eyes yeah
1: oh
3: yeah oh my gosh
0: would you let Dawson go on bachelor or bachelor (laughs) paradise I
3: mean yes of course we would because we found each other on it so it'd be kind of hypocritical to not let him Great experience for us, you know. We've we've pretty much yeah. like 95% positive, it's yeah. Been, it's been, it's created our whole lives. It's just, yeah. so, oh, just everything. Um, it's been really everything to us. I love him, he's so sweet. Oh my god, he's so cute. and He Vince. continues to sit like this. We'll just, okay,
1: yeah, let him sit. So yeah, twirming. keep him,
0: Dawson. But feel I, free I to chime get, in if you have anything. I, to say. I thought you are gonna say
1: before you're like, can you let Dawson answer a question? And I'm like, <laughs> Okay, I know
0: that the babies can't talk. I don't know a lot about babies, but I do know that.
1: little temper. Did ABC ever come to you and ask you to be the bachelorette post the paradise drama pre
3: Jared love? No, not at all, never ever. What? I was almost I was almost
0: positive the answer would be yes.
3: How? No. That's cr- literally how. No, they loved me as like, you know, the sidekick. But I feel like that could have been such a fucking good season and they would have fucked with you so bad. Oh my gosh. It would have oh. been a mess. It would have, uh, I would, uh, I was like going to say that I would probably most like Hannah Brown, but I would just only wish to be as powerful as she was because she was just, she knew exactly what to say to these guys and put them in their place. And I would have been just not articulate about it. But, but remember,
1: she wasn't articulate before she became the Bachelorette. So maybe you would have like <laughs> found your... Yeah, remember the nice. infamous
0: toast with colton i watched that I video mean, recently amazing. i don't know why but and crazy how far she had room. come
1: can we talk about kevin went for a moment for a moment okay you got engaged in front of him i know that you didn't want that to happen or jared didn't want that to happen mm-hmm. because we asked him that right uh no we wanted that to happen <laughs> <laughs> like, that was so the were, worst ever so you were well, so like when he comes up to you after and he's like, hey, congratulations, were you like, what the fuck? Why are you here? Like, this is so annoying. Like, how did
3: you feel when you saw your ex as you just got engaged on the beach? Well, I, had. well, we had, we like knew he was still there in paradise, um, and the night before, like, I didn't know that, you know, I was like, all, am I going to get engaged? Am I going to get engaged? Am I going to get engaged? And like, Jared was on the phone with one of the executive producers. He like went to the bathroom. I was at dinner with Jade and Tanner. It was like, whatever. I was like, oh, oh I wonder what that's all about.
0: <laughs> so you had a I feeling feel that this was probably happening. It was, was like
3: a 50-50. Engaged. I kept going back and okay. forth. I was like, not, I was like, I was convinced either way. <laughs> oh. I mm-hmm. was convinced either way, like throughout every hour, it was like, "What? No, yes, it's happening. No, yes, it's happening. um." Yeah. But we mm-hmm. knew it seemed, according to like Reality Steve, that he was still down there. So I was like, "Ah, it'll be awkward if we have a run in, but it won't be that bad, you know. Whatever." Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. not something that like I was like totally dreading or anything like that. I mean, I did not. And then when we got engaged in front of him, it actually seemed fine. It was like whatever we were together for like three months
2: right
3: then Mm -hmm. and then um when we watched it back it was a lot different than what we imagined it was like yeah yeah, they're gonna make it look like he's like all
1: devastated watching but he's he was like dating astrid on the beach at the time too i know i was like why do you care
3: anymore it's like we definitely we we weren't in. Do you
0: know <laughs> if now, like, Jared had said something to production? Because obviously, like, Jared had planned this with production. Did he sa- mention anything? Like, hey, like if possible, that. can Kevin, like, not be? Yeah, I oh, don't yeah. remember if Jared said. Yeah, yeah, and-, yeah and they did yeah. it anyway.
3: Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was supposed so- to be sent on a date, right? He, I don't remember if they said he was going to be sent on a date or if Jared just requested that he was sent on a date. Mm-hmm. But it was one of the two of those. Okay. okay. Do you feel, did you feel pressure to leave
1: Winter Games with a relationship because of your quote unquote character? Like you want, did they want you to have like a redemption of like finally finding love? You think?
3: I'm sure that's what they wanted. I'm sure that's what I wanted. And it definitely felt authentic in the moment. Okay. I don't think I ever thought that I never was like, oh, I, I think that I'm going to marry this guy, but I definitely like, was oh, like okay. this is a nice boyfriend for right now. Let's look us this. Yeah. Oh, wait.
1: Speaking of that, hold up. Who did you just interview that was, um, I said you did such a good job. What was it, um, Jackie? Yeah. What was the one on Which the Ben one? and Ashley one? Know. Who oh. did you just interview? Why am I blanking? Uh, Justin and Andrew? No, no, no. Oh, my God. We we talked about it on Reality Steve. And I actually did. Boy.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 Wait, shoot. We Why were am I blanking?
1: A... Oh, Aaron Clancy. Oh, oh Aaron. so, oh, so Aaron. when you interviewed Aaron Clancy, I said on Reality Steve, and I wrote <laughs> it on your, um... <laughs> almost famous instagram um thanks you're welcome he said he was going to send you the screenshots
3: of proof that he whatever and you're like i'll send it did he send it to you i don't think he did did he say that and then like he said like i'll volunteer yeah i guess he did he said like i could i could he yeah, said I he was going to and I, and then I you're like know. just for me
1: just for me. I just want to see.
3: And yeah, cuz he's like um, I have the
1: receipts but I'm not going to air them out cuz he doesn't
3: he didn't like believe He didn't in want doing to exploit it. Yeah, he didn't want to exploit yeah, yeah, yeah. it to the public. But he No, he I never know. got it. I never got them. Nor Doctor. do I imagine okay. that um they were as pure as he insisted. Just curious. Yeah. Okay. Uh let me get Dawson off my lap now. Okay. Like he's being a little. Oh, Alyssa. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's being Bye, sweet. Bye, Dawson. But Thank like, you just, so much for you coming. Know, just Thank you, just Dawson. No more questions too, for Dawson. Too talkative.
0: <laughs> Speaking on more happier things with you and Jared, was there ever a conversation about you guys doing
3: some sort of televised wedding special mm-hmm. thing, or was that a moment you always wanted more private? There definitely wasn't any discussion, and I'm glad that there wasn't, because it was so wonderful the way it was. Yeah. It looks beautiful. You guys get to like, we get to share it all like on our social media anyway. So it's like, feels like we sh- we shared it in a way. Yeah. We've it was talked so to people. Cinematic. I mean, it was gorgeous. You look stunning. You. We've talked I to just watched the video
0: TV like weddings. yesterday. because really? I was like, oh, we're talking yeah. to Ashley. Like I need to brush up on things. Yeah. It's Aww. a
1: beautiful
3: video. Thank you.
1: Chris Randone was like, dude, I like didn't even get to choose everyone that got, that was invited. Like they had to, there's so mm-hmm. much that they infiltrate with that it's it's your wedding you don't want to kind of give over that we were at their wedding
3: two months before ours and we were like thank god we didn't do this
1: you were at chris and crystals yeah wait why do you say that
3: being there firsthand because one no control over it two it feels like a tv set and three you Mm -hmm. don't know 75 people 75 (laughs) percent of your wedding
1: Yeah. Yeah. yes and there's like
3: storylines
1: that they have to keep going there was like so much
3: um, emphasis on what's it's not your wedding it's part of the show yeah it's like the same thing happened with maybe not so much Jared can you close the door Carly and Evan Carly and Evan too wasn't as much of like an episode but like it definitely doesn't like a Jade and Tanner wedding that feels kind of like a little bit more special and sacred right because it gets its own episode okay but then yeah. again they also showed jared and i too much during that so yeah no why would Did you want to make your wedding day somebody else's day in part you yeah. so you wouldn't <laughs> advise someone to have a tv wedding no okay
0: speaking of other tv shows whatever happened to i i also watched this web series the one that you guys made it was like Jaden tanner and you it was called what now what now yeah what happened to that?
3: Is there going to be a season two? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bring it back.
3: <laughs> you liked it?
0: Yeah. I actually liked it. I I don't know if that's common consensus amongst our listeners or what. I watched it. So I watched it. Well, watch thank now. you.
3: No, there wasn't enough viewers. And it was a complicated mess. There was like a whole bunch of, it was so, I, it was just a complicated mess. Uh, but really the wide. show itself, I, it was just like more of like behind, like, it was like, the Bachelor, and then, like, other shows that, like, who are, like, um, pitching, you know, like, other pilots that wanted to be done. and It was just, like, a whole... It was just disorganized, just, just and a lot of it had to do on my part. But also, at the end of the day, like, the YouTube didn't get enough views for it to really be picked up. It got up. a
0: lot. Didn't it get a lot, though? Or I guess it's all relative, right? Like, you It's all relative.
3: It. Like, I mean, now... Nowadays, YouTube videos really get more than broadcast. So it's, like, hard, but... Mm-hmm. I wish something more would have happened for it. And Jared and I would always be down to do like a post bachelor life show with our friends or other castmates from, you know, mm-hmm. the series. I'm surprised a that great idea that doesn't then. end. understand. That's what we were trying to do. We yeah. weren't like, basically that was like our proof of concept. Like that mm-hmm. was kind yeah. of like a pilot. No, I got that. Like 40 minutes mm-hmm. or it was like an hour total. And we we're like, look hello people of the universe who create tv shows we have vanderpump rules and that rolled over into like well it was total lives and then we went to vanderpump and it's just like why wouldn't we have like some sort of spinoff here and i think that's probably what bachelor was thinking having us on paradise too they're like i think so too you know what should we do a show about the married couples after the fact and I think it's a great idea. And I guess maybe based on the audience reaction from Paradise, it's not as great of an idea. That, no, thought. no, I I, no,
1: think
3: But I think they're like really two separate idea. things. Yeah, I, I think, think they that is such
1: a good idea. Yeah. I think you and your day to day with Dawson showing your house, like showing like a life as like a mom and an influencer and how it is juggling the whole thing. That is so much more interesting than Bachelor in Paradise's forced storylines of like, Oh, like are they gonna do that this? Was, or, so
3: the sex thing—the sex—obviously annoying. And like, I knew they were gonna go with that. I I knew like how many times we were questioned in an interview room about it. Where I was like, guys, like you, it's not gonna. This is not gonna be that funny. I swear to you, it's not gonna be that funny.
0: Um, yeah, I think that was part of the problem too. Is like they thought it was what they were doing was so much funnier than I think any of us watching it thought it would be I don't know I think a whole separate thing like a show about you guys would be really interesting
3: I don't know why ABC is not like jumping on that as a a spinoff for the show I don't get it either especially since they now have such like a close partnership Disney ABC with Hulu that like it's a natural Hulu Mm -hmm. show to me to have like yeah Sean Lowe Jojo and Jordan me and Jared Jade and Tanner like uh Dez and Chris like there's so many mm-hmm. families now from the show that it would be super interesting yeah. and seeing like the way you guys because I think um something that I think
0: you actually are like amazing at doing is like the career you've built from the show as a baseline and then all of that outside of that I personally just think it's like very admirable and like I would be so yeah, interested to see you like building it and like trying to balance it all and like all the different like projects you guys are doing
1: and influencer stuff I think people are really interested in that okay so when you were single did you ever get any dms from any celebrities yes
3: but were i am hitting initi- on you no i would initiate i would have initiated and got the response okay like nobody slid into my dms i'd get responses from sliding into other dms were they what like did you um, say when you ones? yeah yeah flirty ones and did anything ever happen um well this is like y- y- sure yes you were saying i mean it was like uh, ooh, right. so you like, went on a date know.
1: with a celebrity that we may not know about
3: yes oh <gasps> i want to know so badly <laughs> fine, you know, just, are uh, they
1: an actor no are they a sports player yes no it's a oh ooh. i was gonna say it's obviously someone in music because you're like a boy band person
0: but like is there somebody in music yeah but i them? don't think like in sync
1: was
0: <laughs> going on it's
3: a like date JC. Exactly. yeah like jc like i don't really want to date jc right now not right now but i do want to check out his new podcast with lance right now because Ooh, they, i lance didn't know about that guest. one he was lance's new guest on his new podcast oh
1: huh. i'm looking at my phone i'm gonna have to send you this after but someone said they were looking through an old like tiger beat magazine and you're in it yeah you know it? yeah oh. it was blast it was blast i was in blast in pop star magazine okay and it said like super fan ashley Ikinetti loves nsync and it's like you was like a middle schooler just so you know the the clip i'm talking about
3: oh yeah and oh okay. ben told ben told me about this last week that it was out there and then i was like i don't know oh, I'm, wait, not I it. I'm not tagging anything and then it's on reddit there it is oh my god i know it's so cute i wish you guys could see my whole room like the, th- the 360 version of that First of all,
1: you I literally. This is like what it. I looked like. Like you, I looked. That's how I looked when I was younger too. And like these are what my wait, Zuma and like more. So how old see. are you? How old are 30, you? I just turned thirty-seven.
3: Oh my gosh, no one ever would know. Oh god, I know. That, oh. Like truly, that's what I looked like in middle school. The too. bandana, the too. little the like bedazzled bandana from Limited Bandana. Too. So <laughs> fucking that may have cute. been like an official, like In Sync bandana. Like that was like Justin's. You know, not actually no. Justin's, but, like, he, yeah. like, probably Justin sold it branded. on the NSYNC website.
1: Yeah. Okay, I, I want like to that. wrap up with something good. Okay. Tell us something. <laughs> no one's ever... Tell us something the, good.
3: Tell us something, like, the biggest Bachelor secret. The biggest Bachelor secret. I. This is, I mean, this is because there's, like, this floating TikTok that's, like, gotten... Well, there's a couple TikToks right now from my season that are kind of going viral. There's the one where Jillian slipped to the rose ceremony... You guys mm-hmm. see that recently? Yeah, I've seen that.
1: I'm the top comment.
3: Because oh, you Julian
1: <laughs> Jillian, um, because I, I hate when people don't know things. I was like, Jillian told us, she was our first interview ever. And she told us um, they made her re-walk because they wanted to have both options. Whether She's like, had I won, they won't show me looking bad. They're going to show me looking oh, good. So she said, yeah. whatever. So
3: did I ruin your secret? No, 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 no. That wasn't my oh, okay, secret, secret. But it is funny that like, of course <laughs> He doesn't even have like an earpiece in he does not even have an earpiece in but like chris obviously knew that for tv reasons he had to send jillian back even though she ended up getting a rose he could have been like oh i meant julia but Jillian, you're getting a rose too so as might as well come forward but he sent her back anyway just to call her later that's yeah. funny um but, okay but besides that so then there was also like this tiktok which is just like kelsey poe being kelsey poe who was, of course, my arch rival during that season. And mm-hmm. in, in, we had the confrontation in the Badlands. And I'm reading <laughs> these comments and I'm literally cracking up and just cracking up watching the clip again of her being like, My story is amazing. And the whole extended cut of that. Uh-huh. And I'm reading the comments and people are like, Wow, like the show's not the same anymore. Like this is amazing. And it really is amazing. <laughs> her, her story it really is. It's so hilarious. And like it's unreal. And like, unreal like all these little references right now. But Kelsey somebody said in the comments like or actually she did the caption, like the girl who created the TikTok in the caption. It says like did this girl just get a bad edit or what? And okay. it's and then I wrote underneath it. I go it was not oh, the it was not the <laughs> edit. And I will my bachelor secret to you is just like they could have made her look so much worse. And I swear, like they could have made her look so much wow. worse. Yeah. Like, ha- like, we, so the
1: edit we saw wasn't even as bad as what So she, she got was. a
3: good edit, is what you're saying. There was something okay. that she said twice in front of us. Like, I was part of two group conversations with her, like, a week or so apart. And she said this line that did not make air and if it made air hell us I, mean, I can't i can't i can't because like i don't want i can't i can't i i, I, I come on in legal trouble i feel like how defamation it's not defamation also didn't isn't it's not like defamation it's if it's true I know, she's a public figure no it, 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 it. oh she's a public figure i suppose but she is kind of private now so Kind of. Well,
1: actually, one of my she questions. She that,
3: cannot be found.
1: <laughs> cannot be found. She's literally like in like Guam or something. I, one of my questions was was you had obviously the most iconic two on one date ever. Truly, I think yours started the whole theme of like. Now they, they brought it back. Even they brought it back for that
3: season, and then. They continued it for a while. Now but they don't. Yours really do is like anymore.
1: the one that sticks out. And I feel it was real because you truly did hate each other. Um, but was there any of that day? First of all, that date is horrible. You're just sitting on a bed in the middle of like nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, was any of that day staged? No. Like, did you ham up any of like, no. Oh, well, you're like, I'm not from Pleasantville. I'm from freaking 2014. I just guys, watched it on TikTok.
3: Like, whenever I watch it, I'm so disappointed in myself. I know, like, everybody is very supportive of me, which is super sweet. But the thing with that happened is that, like, after my conversation with him, like, and it just, like, just the fact that I was going against Kelsey, I was like, okay, obviously I'm going to get the rose. Because at that point, nobody had gone on a 2 and one and not gotten a rose. Like, it wasn't, like, an option to not give it out to one person. Mm. I will say, in the back of my mind, I was like, We're both not getting a rose, aren't we? We're both not getting a rose. But then like the logical side of me, well, logical, quote, 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 was like, well, somebody's got to get the rose. You're definitely getting the rose. So anyway, I had a conversation with Chris. And then I basically go into interview and I was in celebratory mode. Me and my producer basically finished a champagne bottle, just the two of us. I like had half a bottle of champagne before sitting next to Kelsey on that bed. So when I said this stuff, I thought I was saying it like I was giving an Elwood's Woods presentation. Yeah. Everything was just like perfect. But like in my in my Ashley way, perfect. Yeah. And then I watched it back and I could just tell like I was like, why couldn't you just said like a little bit like a, bit, a little bit more articulate about that instead of being like and you know what? I have my master's too. And it's from a really good place. Like, why couldn't yeah. you just be like, <laughs> and I have my master's too from Syracuse University, you bitch. Something yeah. like that. I don't know. Yeah. It was just like, I wish that I could just have like fine tuned it a little bit. So I always watch it and like have regrets. But at the end of the day, it was a good TV moment.
1: And, I mean, and you came out on top. When was the last time we talked to Kelsey? <clears throat>
3: well, she she went into hiding voluntarily. Yeesh. did you talk to her before she went hiding well she went to paris guys yeah i i but but did you talk to her before she did you say au revoir like no nobody talked to her after like the reunion show okay okay yeah
1: chris told me she was the one person that um he didn't want to kiss but he kissed on camera because he had to
3: we were all very shocked and we and that was one of the moments where we're like are we on a tv show is it Are there producers here? (laughs) Like, are these producers, maybe producers are not just our best friends because he kissed Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. He
1: was hamming it up. He also told me, he told me that, uh, told us both that, um, if Becca would have wanted him, he would
3: have not proposed to Whitney. Wow. Chris is being really honest.
1: The, so the he thing is, really like, honest. obviously, like, no yeah. shit, but like the fact that he admitted it, I'm like, that was like your fiance, though. Like, I'm surprised you actually admitted that.
3: That's really hurtful to Whitney.
1: It's yeah, really know I, mean, I, I feel like Whitney probably doesn't care.
3: She like, doesn't care now, probably. No. Yeah. Okay, well, let's wrap up. We're <laughs> doing
1: so many things. Do you want to plug what what do we have going on? Do we have a clothing line for Dawson yet? Like, what what can our oh, listeners yeah. go and follow you on?
3: You know, it would be really awesome, you know, if you guys could just go on and support our reels on Instagram because we put a lot of love into our reels and some of them are hilarious. And reels like like
1: on your personal?
3: Yeah. Okay. So I know it's like, we will, if you go to Ashley underscore Iconetti and you watch these skits that Dawson does. Even if it's an Wait, I watched one recently. They're so funny. You guys are very good. Very cinematic in what you're doing. No, thank you. Thank you. Who
1: does that? Who does your production? Because I feel like you've done some
0: really- You
3: storyboarded out yourself. High quality stuff. stuff. Thank you. We do have a social media. Like, I want to call her like a producer. She shoots everything with her camera. And then uh, Jared and her split the edit sometimes. Well, I get it stuff too. But like when it's going to be like a real show- Jared or her will do the edit when it's like movie oriented. Jared like always does the edit because he. Who did the one masterful. where
0: you left Dawson home
1: alone?
3: Jared. That one that. was funny.
1: Yeah, Jared did good that. one.
0: Yeah, that's. The but light. Light. wait, who's light. filming
1: it though? Because it's such good quality, though. She is. Oh, so you have like a videographer person? Yeah. Of. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So I was like, damn, I've seen a bunch too. I've interacted. Guys, go interact right now. <laughs> just
3: like for- this one to do it wins a prize. I guess like if just because something says ad doesn't mean that like it's gonna feel like an ad.
1: um, no, True. I would say actually you do a really good job at making it not just an ad. like you mm-hmm. make it more of an experience and make people want to see what the product is. I think they do you. a really good job at that.
3: Oh, thank you. thank you. That's my plug of the day. okay. And then your podcasts mm-hmm. my podcast, I don't get it, which is like all about just millennial girl life. It's just a, like, we just ramble about our girl lives. And there's a single mm-hmm. girl, there's an engaged girl, and then there's me, the married mom. So there's somebody for everybody there. <clears throat> and then there's Almost Famous, which is, you know, my bachelor recap podcast with Ben Higgins. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're going to come on someday. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Okay.
3: Well, yeah, thank if you, we Ashley... If we ever need to talk shit, we'll have you on. So you can talk the shit and I don't have to. Perfect.
0: Um, I, I'm volunteering for that.
1: <laughs>
3: Jackie, I'm like, no. Nice.
1: <laughs> Jackie was just saying before, she's like, let's ruffle feathers. It's fine. <laughs> I yeah, like you sometimes should...
0: get empowered by the haters and the trolls on the internet. So I get keep it. Keep them
3: coming. I can understand that too. All okay. right. Bye. Well, thank you,
1: Ashley.
0: Bye. And, and then go
3: know. to
1: Audrey's coffee shop. They oh, have good yes. there.
3: Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Come to Africa, Audrey's. Ever. I'm glad you
1: right. like that. That one's a good one. Okay, bye. <laughs> it's a good one. Bye. All right, bye. All right, and that's our show. That was a pretty good interview with Ashley. I was pretty psyched about that one. She's so funny. And I think thoughts, you know, we made mention of maybe going on Almost Famous. We've done it before <gasps> yes. with Bachelors in the city. Can we get the thoughts together? Go DM Ashley, Ben, and then the Almost Famous Instagram account and tell them you want to hear from us on, on their podcast. Like that could be such a great, 2023 achievement.
0: Yeah. Can we're manifesting it, it. We're putting it out into the universe. You guys are going to do the dirty work by messaging them and it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I already know. I am in such a good 2023 vibe. I like know it's going to happen. This year okay. is like popping off already. And it's
1: only like one weekend, not even like a week <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the best year ever. Best year of my life. If you guys could do that homework this week, I think we can make something happen. Obviously, we are already best friends with Ben. Now we're friends Mm -hmm. with Ashley. We're practically like Dawson's godparents. Yeah, we're like seen him twice. Halfway there. Yeah. We're halfway there. Exactly. Living on a prayer. Um, Okay. So yeah, do that. Also, join our Facebook group. It's a good time. Follow me at Cheese All Batch. Follow Jackie at Jackie Maroney underscore. And you know what? If you want to wear the most comfortable bra ever that gives you a lift, but is also super comfortable, go to honeylove.com. Guys, use Shoes Love Batch. That'll get you 20% off and not just on their amazing bras, but they also have other great clothes as well. Give them a little look-see. I think you'll like what you see.
0: Yes. And if you are obsessed with 2023, like I am, and you're eating healthy (laughs) and you want to be saving money and we're doing all these great things to better ourselves, check out HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash She's All Batch 21. And using that code, She's All Batch 21 at checkout, you get 21 free meals plus free shipping. So it's literally an amazing deal. Like skip the grocery store that we can just do this instead and get the free food. It's the best idea ever. 21
1: meals. That's a lot.
0: Yeah, that'll,
1: that will feed like a whole family for a week. Yeah. And then every meal you sit down and you say, thank you, she's all badge. Now I'm <laughs> eating all these great free meals. Uh, is that it? I think. Oh, yeah. also, um, merch is coming back. Just letting Ooh. you guys know. We're working on merch coming back. I'd love to hear from you. Obviously, we were going to bring the classics back, but I would love to try, you know, test the waters and try some new things as well. If there's something that you're like, This needs to come back. I never got my hands on blah, whatever. A thought, sweatshirt. let me know because obviously we can, we can make that happen. And if there's something you're dying
0: for for and you're like, you know what? I absolutely need a sweatshirt that says something. She's all batch related enter here on it. Let us know. We're always in the mood for some brainstorming, some new merch ideas. We have some of our own, some fun things coming in the works, but would love to know what you guys want.
1: Yes. And as always, if you've been subscribing to the Patreon channel and you are loving life, which I'll, I think most of you are, I think you are um, loving. Tell life. another thoughts because let's like, let's grow that shit. Let's all have fun in there. It's really fun and a lot of extra content. And you know what? We've been working really hard. We work so hard on this podcast, but the Patreon, there's a lot of like brainstorming and research, and we, it's a lot. And, but we enjoy doing it and we enjoy doing it for you guys. So, we're so happy to hear that you guys are enjoying it so far. And if you haven't subscribed yet, give it a shot for a month. Yeah. You just got
0: 21 free meals. So <laughs> there's some extra room in the budget. Maybe yeah.
1: You just saved for... so much money by using our code for HelloFresh. <laughs> the least you can do is go to the Patreon. Uh,
0: Okay. Well, is that it? I think that's it. Bye,
2: bitches.